You're listening to the Infinity Festival Hollywood Podcast. I'm John Gaunt. The Infinity Festival Hollywood Podcast features storytellers and technologists from the worlds of film, TV, games, XR, visual art, and many other disciplines as they explore how they delight audiences with compelling narrative and interactive experiences. Now, these recorded sessions from the 2021 Infinity Festival Hollywood are presented by Z by HP, NVIDIA, XLA, and co-presented by Qualcomm. The next edition of the Infinity Festival Hollywood will take place November 2nd through November 5th, 2022 in Hollywood's Vinyl District. Visit www.infinityfestival.com to learn more about this year's event. This show provides an overview of the 2021 Infinity Festival Hollywood with excerpts from the presentations and panels that make the Infinity Festival the leading event for the world's best storytellers and technologists. I want to see the impossible. I'm not here to see the possible. I'm not here to discover the possible. I've seen it. Let's begin with media innovation. What were previously solid boundaries between a media format and the audience experience have become far more fluid and flexible. And the practical impact on creators is that the days are numbered for making one kind of media asset for one kind of format for one kind of distribution and audience. Ted Shilowitz, the chief futurist for Paramount, contends that shifts in audience habits are accelerated by technology innovations to transform the creative business towards its anytime, any format storytelling model. When habits change and kids sort of drive the way, right? They see the future, they present the future, and companies either get on board or move out of the way and let it run it past them. So there you go. That's where we sit right now. And the next 10 years are going to be very much reflective of that. For creators and publishers, this suggests the bent neck, heads down lifestyle of looking at screens is slowly but surely given way to a heads up, hands free lifestyle where content, interactivity, and socialization are woven seamlessly into the media experiences people embrace. But given that huge scope, where should creators and publishers begin? According to Frank Sherma, the president of Radical Media and CEO of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, the starting point is actually familiar, even as it remains mission critical. It's about storytelling. And if you're going to tell a good story, you're going to figure out where that story can live. Because at, at this point in time, we have so many different places that we can go to all across the board. It's a great time for creators and it's a great time for producers. And for us, if we stick with the mantra of great storytelling that people want to see, you will find a place for that to live. And I, I don't think you necessarily look at where you want it to live first. I think if you stick with a good story, that will lead itself. A second major innovation stream involves how intellectual property is handled. Vicki Dobbs Beck is the vice president of immersive content innovation at Lucasfilm and is responsible for XLab, the award-winning immersive experience studio, which focuses on virtual and mixed reality storytelling. In 2019, XLab released Vader Immortal, a three-part original VR story series based on the Star Wars universe. Episode 1 of Vader Immortal won the inaugural PGA Innovation Award in 2020, along with Best VR and AR Game at GDC. Plus, Vader Immortal was awarded VR Experience of the Year by the VR Awards in London. Ms. Beck noted the delicate balance of stewardship and innovation when it comes to working with culturally iconic IP like Star Wars. 
In the case of Vader Immortal, the key question boiled down to just whose story would lead the VR experience, Vader or the end user. In the end, the creators at XLab landed firmly on the side of the VR user. We realized that you ha this had to be your story. And even though Vader is an incredibly iconic character, this had to be your story. And then your unfolding relationship with Vader was the journey. And I think that, that that's what I, when I talk about like designing to the strengths of the platform, we definitely had to pivot our thinking in order to, to do exactly that. In a related session that asked what Hollywood could learn from the games industry, Rick Grandy of NVIDIA spoke of a second pivot as the lines separating a passive audience from a user base grow more thin. How do you design an IP around something that is not just a linear story? You know, and how do you get people engaged and involved? Then also, how do you keep the space safe for the particular users that you're, you're gearing towards? You know, so I think with a lot of the tools that are coming online now and with artificial intelligence and you know, um, some of the real-time graphics, um, I think you're gonna see kind of an explosion just in the next two to three years of you know, what's possible. So storytellers and technologists must produce and deliver media experiences through the most convenient, price-effective and lowest friction platform and device possible. Simultaneously, they must delight the audience and manage intellectual property across boundaries and disciplines like never before. It's a daunting challenge, however. The payoff for creators and audiences are actually new ways to experience a story, according to Ms. Beck. What will compel people to want to spend more time in these immersive um, platforms? And I think it's to go and do things that you can't do in the physical world. Technology innovation impacts how creators work, not just how they can imagine a story. And that was a second core theme coming out of the 2021 Infinity Fest for Hollywood. Namely, how do storytellers and technologists do their jobs better? And this is where virtual production literally comes into the picture. At its root, Virtual production is the ability to use technology to mix live action and computer graphics in real time to make better creative and production decisions. Many virtual production techniques have been embraced by feature filmmakers like John Favreau, who used VR to design the production of the 2019 remake of The Lion King. Favreau and his crew donned headsets to meet in a shared low-res VR version of the Serengeti plane moving around the virtual movie set as if it were a physical movie set. They experimented with light and shading. They set up shots, reviewed sequences, checked choreography, all in VR, all in real time. And once they were satisfied, they combined those visual assets with voice performances and soundtracks, bringing them all together in a video game engine. Now granted, these early examples of virtual production are mainly in feature film. However, the concept is broader than just transforming a physical movie set into a virtual one. Equally important, virtual production changes how you distribute creative tasks across technology and infrastructure. This is according to Barbara Marshall, who's the global segment manager for media entertainment at HP. So it's understanding what workflows work best in the cloud and what workflows work best with local compute and which workflows work best with edge compute. And that's why we've all been talking about hybrid because it's not going to be one thing or the other. It's going to be a mix. Along with better use of technology, virtual production enables creators to tap human talent across time zones and geographies without runaway complexity. And this appeals to creators like Infinity Festival speaker Adi Shankar, who shared his experience producing a live action 
animated and mixed media superhero series for Netflix called The Guardians of Justice. We were working with an animation studio uh, in right. Spain, a claymation uh, studio elsewhere, and it was just kind of all over the world, and it was all these assets and, you know, storing them, managing them, navigating them, putting them in a centralized location to to make sure that they, they matched properly, uh, made everything exponentially more and more complicated. Um, and then I feel like the moment it shifted over into this sort of workflow, all of a sudden that became a lot easier too. Working with the best talent, regardless of the location, is an equally huge win for the production side. This is according to Eric Geisler, who is a collaborator with Adi on the Guardians of Justice. Geisler believes rapid adoption of virtual production accelerates a general move to more distributed and agile creative development. And what's more, virtual production is not just an efficiency argument, but actually is a new capability to draw the best performance from an artist or contributor. And we were able to work with artists who, who were literally everywhere. And so you're casting from the entire world of who's the best for the job instead of you know, trying to convince people to all come together in a room somewhere where you've got like a shared network to work on, on something. Now that shared network is literally a network in the cloud and you are working with um, the right people that you've now cast uh, and they're working at, at their pace. Um, and, and as long as you fold that in on the production side, you're really getting the best you could get out of an artist. While the boundaries blur between pre- and post-production on the inside, immersive storytelling, our third broad theme, blurs boundaries of physical and virtual audience experience on the outside. The 2021 festivals featured multiple immersive exhibits from the worlds of film, music, video games, and the visual arts. The festival's chief curator, Lori Swartz, spoke with Robbie Velhal, who's the global content policy strategist for Intel, and A.R. Rahman an Oscar, Grammy, and BAFTA award-winning music composer. Ravi spoke about the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games, which featured 3D and 360-degree screens, 8K video, and many other technologies that brought a new level of texture, depth, and realism to Olympic events like the judo competition. However, Ravi was quick to point out that the goal wasn't simply a new sensory experience, but how to align technology better to take storytelling to the next level. We are taking the mounts of immersive cinema and the, preserving the pristine art of narrative storytelling because, yes, we a lot of focus is on the gaming and so on. That's where we love doing it. But in that sense, in that, uh, let's not like, you know, forget that we also have a responsibility to meet the storytelling, meet the technology. For his part, A.R. Raman focused on the need by creators to experiment with immersive platforms, not just for novelty's sake, but because audiences hunger for something better than incremental improvement of the mainstream. When asked his advice to budding filmmakers and composers about exploring other platforms, Raman didn't mince words about the current fatigue with flat two-dimensional video and audio. There is a kind of desensitization with 2D. You know, we've seen too much and there's too much content coming and it's free, like, you know, on the streaming platforms. And after a while, you lose interest. While Ravi Velhal and A.R. Raman concentrated on the new environment for storytelling, other speakers explored how to compose for immersive environments. Yvette Vargas from Digital Rain has produced dramatic series for Amazon, MTV, 
Bravo, and DirecTV. And she's also developed interactive content for existing titles like The Fast and Furious, as well as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. A trained screenwriter, Ms. Vargas remarked that one of her big attractions to immersive storytelling involved the question of how do you tell a scripted story for an immersive experience? Traditional storytelling is, is just more flat, right? It's, it's, uh, it's just, you know, two-dimensional. And, and, and typically, you're just looking at a screen to consume it. Uh, so as opposed to with immersive, now you're really thinking about a full environment and being dropped into a world or an experience or a journey um, or looking through the, 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 the point of view of different characters. You know, there, there's so many different opportunities. So in terms of actually writing that, uh, you have to write all of that. For her part, Ms. Vargas developed a writing template for Final Draft the industry's standard screenwriting software. She did it to reflect new needs for immersive scripts, the most important being how to orient and depict characters, props, and settings in a three-dimensional environment. One of the elements that is extremely specific, which is incredibly helpful uh, when you're writing immersive, is to be able to identify where a person, place, or a thing literally resides within a 360 environment and uh, so you know so there's a, a, a structure and a format um, that uh, that I created uh, that literally you're able to identify where people or, or elements or the focal point is standing within 360 and, and I, I use um, uh, clock hands clock hands to be able to identify that so creators now have the end-to-end -end tools and methods to make almost any narrative and immersive experience but those new capabilities don't yet constitute a new creative business model or ecosystem. So enter the metaverse, which is our final broad theme from 2021. The metaverse is expected to transform the creative business top to bottom. And while technical definitions of the metaverse range widely, nearly all parties agree that seamlessly connecting people, places and things to interactive experiences and transactions represent a huge prize. J.P. Morgan pegged the metaverse as a $1 trillion a year opportunity, while Goldman Sachs sees the metaverse generating over $8 trillion in total economic growth. Moreover, the 2021 Infinity Festival Hollywood happened just one week after Facebook announced a major strategic pivot to the metaverse, backed up that decision with a promised $10 billion in investment, and then changed its name to Meta. So no surprise that by the time the 2021 festival kicked off, media coverage of the metaverse had reached a fever pitch. The 2021 festival offered a rich palette of metaverse-themed demos, presentations, and panels. And quite frankly, there are too many sessions to do full justice with this introductory show. So we'll feature insights and quotes from just one of the panels to give listeners a taste of the metaverse-themed recordings that we'll publish leading up to the 2022 festival. In a panel discussion aptly titled The Reality of the Metaverse, Jeanette DePatty of Storytech brought together three experts on community building powered by Web3 and Metaverse technology. Anne Greenberg, the founder of Entertainment AI, Scott Clark, a partner at the immersive studio Heavy.io, and Mariana Danilovich, Managing Director of Infiom, a Metaverse consulting firm for enterprises. Rather than contrast the metaverse in terms of its technical features and functions compared to today's internet, this panel opted instead to focus on what changes if the metaverse actually works as advertised. 
Mariana Danilovich, highlighted that media experiences in the metaverse aren't based around passive consumption by the audience, but have their active participation and ownership. So if you look at some of these uh, distributed uh, blockchain communities, whether it's NFTs or ICOs, people in that economy are not just interacting with media or participating in media or watching media with friends and being able to do something with it. What they're doing is they're building an economy where they actually own piece of that economy. And that's the fundamental difference. Ms. Danilovich went on to discuss how a media project in the metaverse actually constitutes a functioning economy in miniature. So you no longer have to worry about how the artist is earning, how the technologist is being paid, how all the people who helped introduce people to other people, like you know, people here at this conference connecting the world together, how everybody gets paid. It becomes a very fluid economy. Scott Clark from Heavy.io walked the audience through the basic process of using non-fungible tokens or NFTs to go direct to the audience to launch a creative project. I have this great vision and idea to create a game, but I don't have $2 million to do it. So I'm going to create this NFT project. If you buy into the NFTs, I will use that money to build the game. You'll exclusively be able to play that game. We create a community around that. Granted, there are distinct economic incentives for building communities in the metaverse. However, Mr. Clark was careful to note that these communities shouldn't be viewed solely through the commercial lens of a creative project. If you're entering communities simply for the perceived economic benefit, that will ultimately destroy the core of what that community is, is really all about. Perhaps the biggest difference between communities in the metaverse versus today's Web 2.0 communities is how identifying information is organized and stored. At its most basic, an identity is a collection of claims about a person, place, or thing. So it's important to separate out the functional units of identity, like a driver's license, a passport, an email or username. Those won't change, but who owns them? who accesses them, and who manages them changes dramatically in the metaverse. The formal name is self-sovereign identity. It involves people and businesses using Web3 technology to originate and store their own identity data on their own devices, choose which pieces of identifying information they'll share with another party, and not rely on a central repository like a social media, e-commerce, or network provider who will manage their identity online. Ann Greenberg of Entertainment AI believes we must ensure the new capabilities aren't co-opted by today's big companies, most of whom have a spotty record for securing people's information, let alone how they use such information for their normal business. Digital identity is the difference between your freedom and your not being free. And this is why I emphasize understanding about the protocols that are being proposed right now to replace the current internet and that we don't really want top-down internets. Ms. Greenberg argues the key to new and better online identity is a business model challenge as much or more as it is a technology challenge. The attention economy runs on third parties sponging up every last shred of identifying information and activity to package and sell off in pieces. According to Ms. Greenberg, the promise of the metaverse is that the individual will be given back the ability to use only those identifying pieces needed for a given transaction. I think that the business model is what has to change. 
a business model that suborns a user to a passive viewer means that their data is the key to someone else, usually a tech company, but not just a tech company, making a lot of money off of you as a target. That's not what Web3 is about. That's not what the transactional web is about. It's about incentivized structures that actually make you whole, that actually get you paid in a way where you are collecting assets, you're making income off of those assets, and you can, you know, work toward, a, a, you know, something that you really want to do. The previous themes of media innovation, virtual production, immersion, and the metaverse are just a sample of what's coming to this audio series leading up to the November 2022 Infinity Festival Hollywood. This autumn, twice a week on Monday and Thursday, listeners will hear full sessions from the 2021 festival. Sessions that feature industry-wide topics, plus practical drill-downs into storytelling, craft, and technology. This has been the Infinity Festival Hollywood Podcast, a production of the Infinity Festival Hollywood and the Augmented City. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms and our website, infinityfestival.com. That's one word, infinityfestival.com. There, you'll find a full schedule, speakers, and map of this year's festival. We want to thank our presenting sponsors, Z by HP, NVIDIA, XLA, and our co-presenter Qualcomm for their support of this audio series. I'm John Gaunt, inviting you to Hollywood's Vinyl District this November for the Infinity Festival Hollywood 2022 edition. Thanks for listening.